0: Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 183. I'm chilling out here in the Mexican Reject House with Casey Rocket. What's up, dude?
1: Wee 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 wee. (laughs) What's up, man?
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I wanted before we even get into the episode, I wanted you to touch on something you were telling me about the other night about how you wanted to. You were telling me something about how you wanted to start the uh, Cristalia Fan Club. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) <laughs> actually not true <laughs> I don't know am
1: start the episode over That's crazy <laughs> No I didn't I just watched that New documentary about him Not good Isn't not that crazy? Good. Not good Yeah pretty bad Pretty bad
0: What do you think about the uh, Tattooing of the initials thing I think that's actually kind of dope If they were you know Like more willing Or of age and shit <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it's like that Nexium. That Nexium cult. That's what that guy did too. It's uh, the HP uh, on HBO. <laughs> uh, uh, C- Chris Delia, man, going to open mics, you see, I think Nate Bargatze, Chris Delia have very distinctive styles. I think those are the two most imitated comedians probably in stand up today. You see it a lot in people's cadence, the way yeah. people talk. What are you, dumb or something? Like, the, <laughs> just the D'Elia cadence, you know what I mean? You see it all the time.
0: Dude, so uh, during the pandemic, there was this open mic guy in L.A., and me and my buddy Dom, we were at this open mic called Bretta's in Gardena, California. I think they actually still do it uh, every Wednesday at 9. But this dude was, like, just straight Jesselnick. Like, Kate, like he was uh-huh. straight, like, like, everything. I remember, but with his own <laughs> jokes. But the word for, like, word Everything was just like it, and now I can't watch Anthony Jeselnik because I think he's a hack just because of, <laughs> of that guy. That other guy ruined it. Ruined it for me, and I can't stand it now, and I used to love that guy. Can't stand it. I have both of his albums on like my Apple Music, and like whenever I'm like shuffling on like a long drive, one of his jokes will pop up, and I just have to skip, 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 because <laughs> it reminds me of that fucking guy. That, is that other guy successful or no this was no, total total scrub uh but it was like i don't remember his name but i remember he would like his jokes he would just be like oh my girlfriend just died or something and <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to call the cops because you know i never let a meal go cold and you're yeah. like dude get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's always a <laughs> setup like that. My grandma was in the hospital the other day. The hospital's what I call my closet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's Fucking <laughs> so, That's so funny, man. Yeah, it's... I don't know, man. We're just in an age of just complete over... We have access to too much media. Like, and I don't know. I've just been... In the past 24 hours, I normally don't think so macro-cosmically about stand-up, but I just... I worry... I just worry we're putting too much out there. People are seeing too much. Like, people used to just see, they didn't really know who you were. And then you had a special, and then everyone was like, that is who you were. Yeah. And then now people are seeing too much of you. And I don't know. I've been You're talking re- about, like, all these, like, random clips and stuff that people post? Yeah. People are, people are getting to know. I wish there was still an air of mystery about people.
0: The thing that I don't understand is when people post those clips and there's just, like, no one laughing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like they have to know.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> like you have to know, like, or the ones where they edit it, and you're like, dude, you spent probably a lot of time <laughs> or enough time editing that where you're like, you couldn't have, like, pumped some crowd noise in or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> I saw one the other day for the first time that I think had edited crowd noise. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I that's always, like, a theory, like, oh, I bet they put crowd noise. But I, I bet that... A lot of people don't do that. But I saw one the other day where it's like, dude, no fucking way. No. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, not a chance, bro. You didn't get that fucking reaction. No way. <laughs> it was like a clip where there was like four people in the front row and they did a joke and it was like, yeah. And it was like, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> no one laughed about that fucking rooms to go joke. That fucking hard. There's no way. <laughs>
0: I love when people post like boomerangs and like pictures and just being like straight killing, but then you could like see people just like (laughs) with blank faces. Just
1: just staring. Yeah. That's why
0: whenever I post pictures of people, I'll put either just their names or I'll put like doing okay. Uh huh. Doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Holding the room.
1: (laughs) Everyone's attention. Everyone's paying attention.
0: Not absolutely murdering.
1: (laughs) Dude, come on. Leveling. Yeah. That's funny. I used to, it, when I was in Boise, I would post a lot of, um, clips where I wouldn't be doing very good. And I thought it was funny. Cause I remember seeing, um, when you, when you, when you smoke, a cough is like a, a yawn. It's like, just yeah. you're like, Oh, he coughed. I can cough too. I'm going to in a perpetual state of fucking <laughs> mesothelioma. Uh, <laughs> I used to post, because I remember I used to, I really admire Brody Stevens and a lot of, a lot of his funniest stuff online. He's not, he's not doing very good. (laughs) Uh, Just the crowd's not into it. And I just thought it was so funny. So I used to post a lot of stuff like that. But the problem is when you post that stuff on a, like TikTok or basically anywhere where your friends don't see it, people are like, dude, read the room. You're fuck. Everybody hates you, dude.
0: Just tough, tough world. Dude, I hate going back and, like, performing, like, for people that have, like, seen me multiple times before. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just, like, they've already seen, like, the jokes and shit, so it's just, like, <laughs> like, the reactions aren't, like, there, and sometimes, and, like, so, like, and then, so, there's this underground comedy club in Orange County, and the first time I headlined it, we sold it out, and it was amazing, and it was the first yeah. time I've been back in, like, a long time, and I had, like, a lot of new material, Second time I came back, there was like a whole new wave of people that hadn't gone, and so it was you know sold out amazing, it was great. This third time I went back a few months ago, and it was like half the people from the first show, and like the other half was people from the second show. There's maybe three people that was there that like hadn't seen it before, and I just like ate dick in front of like my friends and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then afterwards, they were like, Oh, you did great, let's go drinking. But like in my head, I was just like, Man, this fucking I want to kill myself, bro, like come on. <laughs> They were, like, friends heckling
1: me and shit. I was like, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad feeling because sometimes I've been, the past couple months, and when I first moved here, I would do those rocket party shows at Creek, and it's a bad feeling being on stage, and you can feel that the crowd has heard that one before. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you haven't been writing new stuff. But it's hard. Like, if you're going to do the same place, especially headlining, so, like, 30, 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. an hour – you can't write. I mean, how much new stuff can you fucking write every yeah. month? I mean, maybe I can give you five new minutes. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't, uh, I don't know. I worry about that. Yeah, you know, I used to worry about it more.
0: And then I kind of just, like, stopped worrying about it. So, like, the second time I went back, I was like, oh, man, there's going to be people there that has heard it before, so I just, like, not do these. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, there's people there that haven't, so yeah. I'll just do it for them. And then it was great. And then I took that same mindset into this third one, and it was ass. So I'm, like, on
1: the, <laughs> I'm, like, on the fence about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, the, the idea of like playing the hits always fucks with me. Like I did the, the Rocket and Friends at the end of October, and the first show, I was like, I'm a just dude. I'm a riff this, dude. Like fucking, <laughs> and I can riff, and I riff all the fucking time. But it's like to riff, I need momentum. You have to have stuff that hits, so I can be confident. But I was like, I'll just go out there and figure it out. And it was just like a solid five out of ten, six out of ten. <laughs> And I got in the green room and I was like, Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought I could just fucking riff it. And somebody's like, dude, you just gotta you know, you gotta play the hits sometimes. Like you gotta in order to improvise, you have to get big laughs to kind of carry you through sometimes. But Yeah. Which it's a struggle. <laughs> I don't know, man. <coughs> Where did you start? I started in South Georgia in uh by Savannah when I was in college. So I do like talent shows and stuff. Talent shows, what do you mean? Like where I went to, I went to Georgia Southern and there was no comedy scene at, you know, it's like a school in rural South Georgia. So nobody yeah. did like stand up or anything. Um, uh, So the, yeah, every month they would have a talent show, like a school talent show. It's a D1 school. So there'd be people like whatever, <coughs> but everyone would play music and I, that's where I started. So I would do that once a month. And then every week, once a week, there was an open mic at a pool hall. Oh nice. Uh so I would do that. So I did that for like two years before, then I graduated. Then I moved to Atlanta and did it. Started there and went how to long, Idaho. How long ago was that? How long have you been doing stand up? How old are you? I'm twenty i I'm about to be twenty eight on Monday. Oh damn. Happy so, birthday. Thank you. So I, I've been doing it for seven seven years. Yeah. That's dope. So we, I was twenty when I started.
0: This whole your whole act, have you been doing that? Was that like since day one? me no i don't know <laughs> it's got it i don't know man like was there ever a casey rocket that was just like up there like just
1: telling jokes and standing still yeah yeah when i first started when i first started yeah so when i was in college it was like that one i didn't have enough repetition it's like if you're going up once a week and i was one of the i was probably it was me and this other guy so there's no other comedians there's no hive mind it's just us and uh so, yeah, yeah, I try to tell one liners and stuff. Basic, it's the type of stuff you see at everybody when they start doing comedy. Just puns, one pun, one liners. <laughs> and I would just be fucking hammered, just whatever, trying to make rhymes. Because you don't understand. <laughs> like, I never bothered to Google. I guess there's books you can read about stand up. That's just not something I, I don't know. I've yeah, never done. I've never read a book. Yeah. Never read a book in my fucking life. <laughs> uh, yeah so whatever just figured it out over time then i would do stories then I, I moved to idaho i i lived in atlanta for like eight months doing stand-up there then i moved to idaho to go visit a buddy i was gonna visit then i ended up staying and then out there i started telling more stories so i do drug stories and stuff and then gradually morphed into what it is now
0: yeah that's crazy so like you're from you say you're from like a small ass town
1: yeah, well, I'm from North Georgia, um, Forsyth County, um, but yeah, where I went to college was really, really small. So
0: you're like a like some of these people like back in the day. See your videos now; they think you're like like a like a hometown hero. Yeah, for sure. Like when you pull into yeah. your town, is it gonna say Casey Rocker was born
1: here? Like t- like that's <laughs> that, that no, small. no, no, no. It's not that, that small. That small. <laughs> now it's a lot more populated. When I lived in Forsyth, it was a lot more rural, but now it's like a. It'd be like whatever. Yeah, I always round, think that's round, hilarious. The... You
0: know, Johnson City or whatever, like over here. It's like an hour outside of Austin. Yeah. You've seen the sign to 290 to Johnson City. Mm-hmm. Like the, so that's where Lyndon B. Johnson was born. But that dude was only, you know, that dude was, you know, president in the 60s. He wasn't. That old, like I think he would have t- turned like a hundred, yeah, and he didn't like do anything until he was like in his sixties, which means that that town was like something else, <laughs> oh, like, they renamed it Johnson, yeah, City. they renamed it oh, Johnson City because he was just born there and he became president, <laughs> and it's this like bitch ass town of like four thousand people, but it's i I've always thought that that was hilarious that there's just some dude that's probably lived there his whole life and just had to like get
1: new stamps and like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a whole new address. This used to be Cartersville. <laughs> yeah, it was named after Jimmy Carter, and then, <laughs> then fucking Lyndon B. Johnson came there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's so funny. No, it's not that small, man. But yeah, when I I just went back to Atlanta for Christmas, and it's nice. Like, it's funny the people you start with, like who you really start with. We were all doing, you know, last on the list and the open mics uh-huh. at the midnight open mics, and we're all eating shit. And then I just went back there and did The Laughing Skull, and they're all in the green room at The Laughing Skull, and, and we're doing that. And it's so fun to to be like, uh, I don't know, yeah, like you already made it in a way. Like, I was so bad. To see the progression. Yeah. yeah, I was so bad. When I lived in Atlanta, I was so bad. I would wear a jean jacket <laughs> every set, and it was covered in buttons. I just I don't know, man. So in many ways, the act is, is similar. I've always been the same person. Sure it's always been nonsense jokes, but it, there was no kind of personality to it. It was just kind of like, so I would just eat shit saying nothing <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that.
0: Yeah. Atlanta's dope. was the, the, I've only been there twice. One of them was a layover when I was like 12 uh-huh. and I had to like walk through the airport to like find the next flight. And I was from more like, you know, orange County. And so I was just like, <laughs> I've never seen that many black people before. Uh-huh. So I was like walking to the airport. And I was like, "This is crazy." Like, I, feel, I felt like I was at like Disneyland or something. Like it was, it was so, it was so cool. Like in a good way. I was just like, yeah. "Man, this is freaking dope." Because like then I went to like the there's a Popeyes in the Atlanta airport. Yeah. And there's everybody there, like the workers, everybody in line, everybody was black, and I was just like this white ass like twelve year old kid. Just like didn't
1: I almost missed my flight because I was just going on an adventure in the Atlanta airport. <laughs> Atlanta is a cool town, man. Whenever people, like I'm from, you know, like a rural, like rural Georgia. But like I've always, after I moved, it's like, man, I wish I was a, A part of it. It's such a cool cultural hub of, like, it's just cool. It's a cool city. Atlanta? Yeah, Yeah, it's just cool.
0: Yeah, well, it was dope because we... I think I was telling you this outside of Vulcan the other night about the when we went to the Angels-Atlanta game. Yeah. And they just freaking, like, started doing that chop thing, and I was Uh so sad, bro. (laughs) I wanted to just run on the field and give Otani a hug. (laughs) Yeah, they lit his ass up. But it's just... It's cool being in a – you're right. It is, like, cultural. It's, like, it was so different, like, being in an area like that where, like, every fucking person – I almost started chopping my own picture, bro. I was like, this is (laughs) – But, like, you go to, you know, Angel Stadium and everybody there, you know, is just, like, drunk and high and fighting each other. And then you go to, like, Atlanta and everybody's, (laughs) like, part of the game almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff to do there. So people take the sports really seriously. Like, uh, as with all cities in this – in the South, like high school football is fucking huge. The Falcons are huge. Bulldogs are huge. You know, so like sports are really big down there. Yeah, I've, man, we used to get wasted at Braves games. One time my buddy was screaming at Ryan Braun about uh, <laughs> when he was eat, still in the Brewers. Yeah, he's going, You're on steroids, you fucking loser. You're on fucking steroids. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: I think about it sometimes. Dude, uh, the the best thing about Angel Stadium being on the, the West Coast is that uh, randomly they'll just be like 10 a.m. games for like $3. And you can just like <laughs> sit front row like behind the dugouts even for like 4 bucks Because, you know, everybody there is like you, don't – you're not filling up that whole stadium, bro. Yeah. Like, especially in like Orange County where it's like most of those people are like realtors and like have shit places to be and stuff at like 10 a.m. <laughs> on a Wednesday. But me and my buddy, we went and we got like just belligerently just hammered. <laughs> at like 10 a.m., and we went down to where the the bullpen is, and the, the players will walk onto the field, like when they're like you know they do the call to the bullpen. And before the game, this is the last the last year that Jared Weaver uh, still pitched for the Angels, and so he's walking out, and he's like, you know, he's fired up, ready for this fucking. Game. They're playing the Astros. And I was like, come on, fuck him up, weave. And he was like, yeah, fist bump me and like walk the field, I'm, just like, I'm gonna fucking fuck him up or whatever. He's like old and washed up now anyway and like, and so that he's like walking on the field and then it was uh, Dallas Keuchel uh-huh. was pitching for the Astros, so he walks down and I was like, we're just gonna fuck you up, bitch, and I'm just like cussing in his face and he like, and we're like, it's closer than you and me and he's like, there's just a little little wall between us, I'm just gonna fuck you up, bitch, and he just like turns, looks at me and just smiles and laughs in my face and then we lost 13 <laughs> nothing. <laughs> the, he threw like eight innings of like two hit ball and, like, <laughs> and I know that like when he was I know that he had to be thinking about Because we were like one of Maybe a thousand people In yeah, the whole fucking stadium we were Like one of a thousand people You know that that dude was thinking about me the whole time <laughs> That's hilarious Yeah Weaver got chased in like the second inning I was like dude way to bring it you asshole I paid to be here <laughs> Paid three dollars to be here you <laughs> yeah. fucking bum You know that the Angels are good when parking costs more than a ticket to get into the freaking venue. (laughs) But are you a Cubs fan?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was born in Illinois. So I I was born in Illinois. So my whole family's from Illinois. But I only lived there until I was like four years old. So I spent my whole life in Georgia. But yeah, my mom lives in Southern Illinois. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a big Cubs fan. Yeah, I was up there at Wrigley before they traded everybody like a month before last summer before I moved to Austin right before I came here. Yeah, I love I love Chicago. Yeah, I'd love to do comedy there sometime. You haven't yet? <coughs> Uh-oh. Oh, damn. I know I've been meaning to get out there. Yeah. I got to go. I got to go whatever in the spring or something go up there do some fucking shows.
0: I don't really even know what what's what's in Chicago.
1: Like I mean not stand up wise but
0: I yeah. like, I know they have, you know, Wrigley and then that giant bean.
1: Yeah, they got the big bean. They Which they I I the- probably wouldn't even, I would skip that. I don't get it. Skip the bean. They got fucking, <laughs> yeah, they got Wrigley. I guess they got the United Center. They got a lot of stuff, man. It's a big city. They got a museum. They got, <laughs> they got a, a big ass museum. Where's the museum from Night at the Museum? That is in uh, Wisconsin. That's in Milwaukee. Is it really? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Never met a lie I wouldn't tell, dude. Fucking, uh, it's uh, they got Navy Pier in Chicago. They got cool stuff. You go to the South Side and get really scared. <laughs> Is that where the White Sox play? I think, I think so. Think so. Do you have the Citizen app? No, my girlfriend does it. Oh, Cat, Cat does it. You
0: would love the Citizen app. Yeah, they give you a lot of update. Yeah, like in live time. I love when, like, you see something happen, and then it pops up. It's something that you, like, literally a police chase went right by, by me uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and I was, like, Snapchatting, like, a video of it, because, like, nobody's going to believe this. And then I get the alert, and I was like, ah, it's real. <laughs> telling you it's real. <laughs> But that's it also fun. helps because, like, Austin, dude, it's getting kind of scary. Like, some dude got slashed, like, right next to me, and I got, like, the alert, and I was, like, it was, like, in an area that I was, like, just about to walk to, like, to get to my car. Oh, wow. Like, walking home the other night, and I was like,
1: yeah, maybe I'll, I'll take seventh instead. <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the bad areas of town. Like, obviously, you don't want to hang out, like, under the bridge downtown. <laughs> that's a bad area. Unless you're looking for a good time. Yeah, unless you want a freaking damn kiss. Kiss, find somebody to kiss. Kiss to death. Kiss. You want to to be down there? (laughs) Stab in the throat.
0: Uh... (laughs) Dude, I always, I always plan my little routes. I don't know the bad areas of town, but I like plan my little routes of like walking back to my car of where I think there might be people that might stand up for me. Because I'm so small, so like if I'm walking back to my car, I'll make sure to like walk in front of Creek because like maybe there's a comic (laughs) smoking
1: or something like they could save me. Maybe Clay's out there fucking ready to ready to take a bullet for you. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I haven't experienced Austin like Austin seems comparatively to like you know like Houston. I'm sure there's some neighborhoods you can't even fucking go into or whatever. Houston's pretty freaking ghetto, dude. Yeah. Yeah, cause I know in Atlanta and stuff, there's like certain part parts you're like, don't stop your car here, like like yeah. like don't stop for stop signs, just keep going, <laughs> like like dang, like Bankhead, fucking uh, the Bluffs. You ever seen that movie Snow on the Bluffs? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, when me and Brandon we were in uh, Atlanta, we got there early so that we could go because Brandon wanted to go get wings at Magic City because uh-huh. that's, that's where, because yeah, because that's where Lou Williams got caught like being outside of the <laughs> bubble. Yeah, and then when he got caught, he was like, "I was, I was just there for the wings." And so <laughs> we were like, "Dude, we got to try these wings." That guy lost, you know, a couple million dollars for these (laughs) wings. They gotta be fire. And so we went when they first opened like it was like you know 2 or 3 Uh p.m. And we parked and I was like you know we don't have to pay for parking. I was so used to Austin. Yeah. So I don't have to pay for parking. So we went in there to the strip club. You know we're just like eating wings. I think I threw maybe 20 bucks at a stripper and then (laughs) big spender bro. (laughs) And then we were leaving where we got our car booted Oh damn We were in there for like Maybe 45 minutes There was just some chick In the parking lot Just waiting for some <laughs> Sucker ass white people to just like Walk in and not pay And so we walk out there. There's a boot So we had to like And then of course it, take, it took them You know Maybe two minutes To throw the boot on there But three hours For them to fucking Come out here And send somebody To unlock it <laughs> Even though I know That that bitch Is probably still In the parking lot So we had to just like Stand outside of the car We could have sat inside But we were just like Man I thought I thought we were Sitting ducks I thought we were Going to get
1: killed <laughs> Yeah, I got, dude, I got fucking iritis from a strip club. In, uh, what? Iritis. Oh, this is awful. There's a strip club called, I think it was the Pink Pony. Like, Atlanta's, <laughs> Atlanta's famous for their strip clubs. Uh, I think it was Pink Pony. This is a long time ago. This is, I don't know, man, seven years ago or something, six years ago. And we went there. Girls are dancing. Buttholes are out, I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm assuming. And um, the next day, I wake up and my eye is—it uh, hurts and it's and it's pink. And I'm like, oh, I probably got pink eye. And then, uh, like a couple hours go by, and it's excruciating pain. And I was like, just like trying to wait it out because I didn't have any money. So it's like I'll just wait. And the next day, my eye was like swollen shut and it was huge. And iritis is. Uh, <sighs> It's not the type of, it's not an infection. It's an inflammation. So I don't know how it was related to the strip club, but it had to have been. <laughs> and it lasted for like over a month. I thought I was going to, they said I could have lost my vision. It was like, What? and then I got it like three more times after that. What? Like once you get it, it's something like you're compromised to get it again. And it, And what it is is, you know, like how you can have muscle spasms. Like your back will spasm or your calf will lock up. Yeah, it's that, but with your iris, the iris of your eye. So anytime you see any light, your eye spasms, and it feels like your eyes being like pulled out of your head. So I would just sit in my room with a blanket over my head like all day. <laughs> this went on for like a month, and I was like, I'm never fucking going back to a strip club. <laughs> I was like, relatively sure I was I was cursed. I was like, I think they like put a hex on me. The doctors couldn't give you anything for that. Eventually, it went away, but that first time, yeah, it took a month. But then the other times after that, yeah, sometimes the medicine would work. Sometimes they would have to do other stuff. What they do is they dilate your eye. eye, So you have to just walk around, and one eye is just completely dilated. You look like a fucking crazy person. (laughs) And, of course, it's all blood red, so you just look psychotic. Um, But, yeah, they dilate it, so if it's dilated, it can't spasm, so that's it. And then gradually, it'll go away.
0: (laughs) Dude, that just reminded me of... (coughs) This memory of mine that, like, just – you just unlocked some shit I used to get, like, bullied for that I, like, blocked out of my memory. Because I was just about to ask you if you could, like – if you would, like, wear an eye patch. Yeah. Which reminded me that when I was in, like, first and second grade, I would, like – I would pick at my lip. And I would, like, peel my lip so bad (laughs) that my mom started making me go to school with, like, this – like a bandage, you know, like like a, a fat bandage, like like for like if you were like scrape the shit out of your knee, and she would like cut a little slit so I could breathe out of the out mouth, and, and I would go to school like that, so I wouldn't pick my fucking lip off, and all the kids would bully the shit out I of me mean and call me Casper and shit. Dude, my up, my upbringing was so sad, dude. Why would
1: you pick your lip so much? You just like the I sensations? did. I had
0: I had ADHD growing up, so I was on like all these. ADHD meds and shit. So I'd have like these ticks. Uh-huh. So I'd like, you know, flex my eyes. Sometimes I'd like, you know, crank my neck. And then, you know, sometimes I'd just like pick my lip. And then, yeah. the teachers would like buy me like little fidget balls. And so they're like, you can fidget into the balls. You don't have to like pick your lip or do these crazy <laughs> eye things that people think you're retarded. And it's just like, but really it's just the ball would never, I would just want to play with the ball <laughs> <laughs> instead <laughs> of fucking, and then it just became a distraction. Instead of, it, instead of it being a distraction for just me, it was a distraction for, like, the entire class. So I'd just be, like, bouncing a ball, like, in, in, in class.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, dude, I get, I have tics. I have, like, OCD tics. I do it with my hands, and I do my stomach. Started when I was, like, 12 or 13. What do you mean your stomach? You, like, flex? Like yeah, flex, like flex. It's a flex. It? Yeah. It's a flex thing. And then flexing arms and tick like just something i can't control but dude when i do fucking when i used to do blow it would be like i look like like what they make blow look like like when people do it in cartoons such like, 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 like 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 not at first but if i stayed up like for a day doing blow oh yeah like when the sun's rising i'm like, like this is subhuman <laughs>
0: Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta ask,
1: how did you lose your virginity?
0: This this gotta be a good story. <laughs> how did I lose
1: my virginity? I lost my virginity on the fourth of July <laughs> by a lake when I was uh, fourteen years old to uh my girlfriend who was fourteen. When we were fourteen we had sex on a bench. On a bench, on a bench in public, next to, next oh, to like a lake and like a residential neighborhood on the Fourth of July.
0: That's like the best time to have sex, though. <laughs> like in public, though, because if like an adult were to like walk by and watch for too long or like report yeah. it, they'd be like, they'd also get in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, we just we blackmail them. Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, no one will believe you. You look like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you have a video of what on
0: your property? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was it. We had sex on the bench. That wasn't as funny as I thought I was going to be. No. That was
0: pretty good. It's pretty cool. That is actually, that is, that is way cool. <laughs> yeah. That is way cool. Pretty badass. Yeah. Man, I was hoping it was going to be like a hooker or something. No. Like, got her pregnant and then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I almost, I studied abroad in Paris when I was a senior in college and uh, I was really bored and I was like newly sober, so I wasn't drinking. And I was like, This is what people do when they're in Europe they get a hooker. <laughs> and I, so I went to like the red light district. And then... I was like, This is just part of growing up. Big city, beautiful Paris. And, but I didn't think about like the implications of of one being fully sober having sex with a hooker is probably like pretty harrowing <laughs> I think experience that's insane. but so i, I <laughs> so it's the whole thing was really awkward like i was I was like they have a whole district called like the red light district, but it, it, prostitution's not exactly illegal there so there's like steps you have to take so there was this woman on the street and she looked like a business woman she was like a beautiful young woman and she was like can i interest you in some pussy like she was like really formal and i was like why why yes i, I think i would like some some pussy this evening it's like so vulgar i like felt so gross I was like yes some wonderful pussy does she have a, like an accent was she french yeah she was french but it, she seemed, it was like really a ritzy thing. She's like, would you like some pussy? And I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't mind if I do. I forgot
0: about that. I think the craziest thing about that type of stuff is that they're like real people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, the whole thing was fucking weird. I didn't end up having sex with with uh, You did or you didn't? I did not. So Your she, card got declined? Or like <laughs> she took me to this little bar, like a little speakeasy, and she was like, Here's how it works. We have this woman, and this older woman comes out who I'm not very attracted to. There's, I guess, just one woman working <laughs> at this particular place of business and um, <laughs> like giant fake boobs and uh, older in her 40s and stuff. And again, I'm totally sober. So I was like, this is so weird. And they're like, what you do is you buy her a glass of champagne. But the glass of champagne's like a hundred euros. So how much is that American? Like eighty bucks? No, it's more American. That's probably like a hundred and forty American dollars, oh, maybe. Um or maybe even more than that. And you sit there and you talk. There's this whole talking process. I don't know if it's a cultural <laughs> thing. I've like never told this story, especially on a podcast or anything. But like so I buy her a glass <laughs> of champagne and we talk and then for a while, and it's super fucking awkward because I just, you know, you're sitting there in a room, and I'm just like kind of, and I don't drink, so she's just sipping her champagne, and I'm like how is being a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, and um, and then she's like, okay, now is the time where you can choose to buy me a bottle of champagne, and the bottle of champagne was like four or five hundred euros or something. And it was like, after you buy the bottle, quote unquote, it was like, I had to take her somewhere. Like it couldn't, the whole thing, like I just got burned out on it. And I was like, I think I'm going to leave. Actually, I don't really think I want to buy you the bottle. And she was like, you, you have to buy me the bottle. And I was like, (laughs) no, I don't. I was like, no, I don't. I have to buy you the bottle. I don't have to spend $600 to buy you the bottle. And I, I got up and I was starting to leave. And she looked really sad. Like it, it, the whole thing was just something I didn't want to be involved. She's like, "Why are you leaving?" And I was like, "I just want to go." And she's like, antes, "Why don't you want to stay and buy me the bottle?" And I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave." And everybody when I walked out was staring at me like, "Why are you leaving?" And I was like, "Ah," and I fucking left. But it was the whole thing was like super weird. So I didn't end up having sex with her, but I almost, I almost got a. <laughs> I
0: almost. Were there other? Was this just like a regular bar? Like, were there other dudes, and they're just like stumbling onto this? No, I think it was that was what they did. Like it was like a like a like a front. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, like a motherfucking massage parlor or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
1: but the whole thing like he was it was like alluded to like this was you can have sex. This is a pay for sex situation, and then um, but it was he was like then he said like maybe after you buy her the bottle you can take her to a car. And I was like, so I'm just paying to take this one to some car. Also, I don't have a car, so whose car are we going to? Like, I was like, I don't want to do that. Because you think about it, as a man, you're like, oh, this is just something guys do. Like, dudes just go to Europe, and this is just a guy thing, man. It's part of growing up. But then the implications of it when I got there, I was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this. What? It was a big mistake. But she was nice. She was nice. How old do you think she was? She was at least in her forties. Damn. She, yeah, she was a little older. Yeah, Most, that's someone's mom. Probably. <laughs> Most likely.
0: She's like, I'm out getting bread, guys. I'll be back in ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotta go get some milk. I'll be <laughs> back in two days.
0: Dude, that's the the craziest thing about the whole like human trafficking and like sex trafficking and shit is just like, it's like real people. They just, like, get taken somewhere and then end up, like, that lady. And it's just, like, they don't really – it's, like – you have seen The yeah. Avengers? What? You've seen The Avengers? Sure. Like, Endgame yeah. and shit. You know, like, Gamora. How she got, like, just, like, kidnapped and, like, that dude, like, killed all her uh-huh. – all the people. And it's just, like, she's just, like, cool with it now. Yeah. She's, like, she's like you, took, you took me from them. And then that's, like, the only mention of it the entire time. It's, like, she just <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> it's just like that, but with, like, hookers. Yeah, it's like they got stolen from like Cambodia or something and it's just like they're like I guess being a hooker in France is better than being a peasant in Cambodia.
1: Yeah. Who knows, man. Yeah, there's a, I don't know, man, city, the, the Paris, city of love, man. <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody ask you to let them draw you and shit? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, there's a lot of con artists there. I kept getting ripped off. Like, for what? I would try to buy drugs and instead. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get immediately ripped off. Because i would be like, whatever. Do you have, like, pills or something? Xanax or painkillers or something? And they'd be like, sure, yes. I get ripped off three or four times. Because <laughs> people offer it to you, too. You walk down the street, and they'll offer, like, a make a good offer. You can't refuse, like, some good... We have $2 Xanax bars or whatever. Like $2 Xanax bars? <laughs> I got a whole afternoon ahead of me. Because uh, my big thing is I didn't want to drink. I had a really bad alcohol problem. So I was like, I oh, have pills, you know, whatever. But every time, never, I never got any pills. People, they would do it and then they would walk around the corner and then you'd hear their footsteps and they were like sprinting away. And you're like,
0: damn. You were just like give them money and they would just leave?
1: The first time I did. And then the next couple times they would give me pills that weren't. <laughs> that like tic real and shit. yeah <laughs> or whatever advil with the label scratched off just classic tactics that's do, does that happen here like
0: i feel like that's why not just sell the real shit like that's so like I what know. why
1: yeah i don't know but i guess to tourists like there's probably not that many drug tourists you know <laughs> like just drug addicted people just going to austin to find drugs you know? <laughs> i don't think like that happened, but, but people want to party when they go to you know, a new country or a new city. So I bet that's a big point of commerce is ripping people off. Did you ever like, you
0: get like a, like a, any anxiety or like panic attacks being there? Just like, man, this place is real.
1: In Paris? Yeah. (laughs) Like just from like the
0: culture shock almost?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really, uh, yeah, I didn't know anybody there. So yeah, there was, yeah, moments of like, yeah, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty strange. It's like a whole... Different, yeah, whole different world, you know. It's but, like,
0: because that's why when like me and Mike went to New York, I had like never been to New York before. Yeah. And so like when we were you know like uh, sober, uh-huh. running around town, uh, <laughs> and you know we went to the nine eleven memorial at like four a.m. and we were <laughs> we were just like st- we were just standing there and I was just like man I've seen all these like nine eleven videos. <laughs> and like, I'm just like standing where it happened. It just like, didn't feel like you could almost hear their screams almost. It's yeah. like, it's just crazy. But then I also started like freaking out cause I was just like, man, I'm pretty far away from like everything. Like if I like wanted to like see my mom, it would have to be like tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have to pay a lot of money to like get there. <laughs> You're saying like separation anxiety from your home? I guess almost. Yeah. Yeah. Even though like, I'm not like, I, I still live here. So like my mom is still, you know, 1200 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if I were to, like, but it was just there being there at a place I've only seen in like movies. Yeah. And shit was just like so surreal. Just being like, like, Austin, there's no fucking movies that happen here. Yeah. There's no, you know, I didn't really, I didn't even know when I moved here, I didn't even know Austin was the capital of Texas until I was already here.
1: I don't think I did
0: either. Yeah. Yeah. I had never I was, been here. I was driving on the 360 and I saw the capital of Texas highway. And I literally asked Siri, because I was like, huh, what is the capital of Texas? And it literally was just like 0.1 miles away. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm here. We made it. Yeah. We're in the capital of Texas. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's funny. Have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? No. Uh, is that that basketball movie? <laughs> it's about hoop dreams? <laughs> it's about the, the 1990s documentary Hoop Dreams? Um, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream is about these... It's like considered one of the most disturbing movies ever made. It's Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans and Jennifer Connelly, and they're people who get addicted to drugs as the movie goes on, and it gets more and more harrowing and suspenseful, and it's like really dark and fucked up. And there's a scene where they're going to, f- they're driving from New York to Florida. This is like an over explanation, <laughs> but he's like, "Dude, we're 600 miles closer to Florida," and he's like, "Yeah, man." But we're six hundred miles further away from New York, and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so It's like that type of thing where it's like you want to see the world, but you're like, "I miss my dog," you know. <laughs> it's the same type of thing. It was just one of
0: yeah. It was just one of those things where I was just like, "Well, it all stems from like when I like took mushrooms and like freaked the fuck out, and like I had like this crazy existential crisis." And so now, like, whenever I go to a place, I'm just like, "Man," because like I think it stems back just from the fact that. Like when I was like in the middle of like the craziest panic attack. Like I've never had a panic attack and then I was on mushrooms having a panic attack. Didn't know I was having panic attacks, so I thought I was dying for like hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I called I called my grandma, but i did not even sure. Like, like I was, like, freaking out. Like, like what is a phone? Like, what's a picture, bro? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you can just, like, take a picture of a moment in time and, like, keep it forever. What the fuck is that? Like, I you're know. just freaking I out. I still like, haven't
1: got over that.
0: Yeah, just freaking <laughs> out about, like, everything. That makes no sense. Oh, I could screenshot some girl's Instagram and jerk off to it. But well, that makes no sense.
1: <laughs> the science has gone too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but
0: then when I, I called my mom, I called my grandma when I was, like, freaking out. And they both didn't answer. So now I'm just like If I were to have a panic attack I'm just like a puppy in their hands Just like Where were you?
1: <laughs> you weren't there for me <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Yeah I used to get awful panic attacks Yeah I can't I'd say 90% of the times I've ever done psychedelics Have been when I was shit faced Because it, they give me I get really bad anxiety on them So like if I But if I'm wasted Then you don't get anxiety about anything Yeah That's yeah. the would, only
0: time I smoke now Is when I'm like just hammered Yeah
1: yeah, that's what I, yeah, well, I would only smoke weed if I was hammering. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I have horror, especially weed. Horrible. So I'll, fr- I'll literally that. freak out because I'll get the, the feeling. Like, the second of
0: feeling you get high, I don't feel, like, connected with myself. I feel disconnected <laughs> with my own body and start freaking out. Because, like, I'll literally do it sober. I'll, like, close my eyes and be like, if you close your eyes and, like, hold your arms out, you're like, you don't feel your arms. It's like they're not even there.
1: Whoa. And so
0: then I'll get high and think about that. I never about thought that. about that. Yeah, and then I'll start freaking out about how I'm, like, disconnected with my own body. Like, what if, what if, you know, people get paralyzed, and I would freak out about that because I'd be like, how are you par-? Just move. <laughs> like, just move. <laughs> like, if they could get paralyzed, you could get paralyzed. What is paralysis? And then just I'll go, for like, <laughs> three hours freaking out about diabetes and shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> go down the rabbit hole of diseases. <laughs> you know, just like, dude, you could have... And it, like you could be pre-diabetic. Can you be pre-anything else? Can you be pre-herpes? <laughs> you know, like it was just freaking out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd always be worried I was having a stroke. Like that was my, <laughs> that was my big thing. I would like, my friends would always say when I was drunk, I would pull a grav, you know, what I'm talking about like gravity, gravity bong, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd put it in the water. And then I would just sit there, and I would have my hand, Check your pulse. <laughs> yeah, checking my pulse like I'm Rust Cole from True Detective or something, uh, just checking my fucking pulse on the couch. Dude,
0: then well, there, I oh, fucking yeah. one time. So I used to, uh, I used to drive Uber, uh, like drunk and high, <laughs> just because. So I would be like, because on when you drive Uber. You could set the, the the settings where you could only pick up rides that take you closer to where like where you're trying to go. Uh-huh. So I'd just be like downtown, like out drinking and stuff. Like this was years ago. Yeah. Right? So I'd be like downtown Huntington Beach, and I'd be like out at the bars, you know, getting just shit faced. And then <laughs> I would be like, all right, it's time to go, and I would just set the, the direction towards home. So I would like drive people home from downtown, like on my way, and just make my money back from what I just spent on all my drinks. <laughs> And I, it didn't happen that I was waiting. I was waiting for someone to be like, bro, didn't we like, did weren't we just drinking together? And like <laughs> I saw you taking shots at this bar and just drive, but it never happened. But this one time I picked up this lady. So I used to, this was at like dusk. So like I always, if I ever have anxiety, it's right when the sun sets because then I'll start freaking out about like, I'm like, okay, well, if I want the sun to come up, I either got to go to Japan right now. Or <laughs> wait twelve hours, uh-huh. so I like start freaking out about like just the it's so out of your control. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't. No matter what you do, the sun is gone. <laughs> it's like it's like I smoked. Uh, I just I had this piece and I just smoked out of the trunk of my car. Like in the airport, so like when you're doing airport pickups, mm-hmm. there's a cell phone waiting lot, and so like you wait your turn to like go pick somebody up because it just goes in the order of you showing up to the, the yeah. area. And so I would just sit there and I just started ripping this piece, getting like super high. And then it was my turn. And I went, I picked up this lady who was like maybe 35. And I was like 21, 22. And we're driving on the freeway. We're going through Santa Ana, like the bad part of Santa Ana. And I started like the sun started setting and I started freaking the fuck out. I started having this crazy panic attack. And like I would like I kept like looking up in like the rearview mirror and there's just like this this bitch back there, like on her phone. And I started freaking out about like dude, she's probably not even real and shit like that. And so then I was like, dude, I gotta get this chick out of my car. And so I like f- like freaked out to her. I was like, y- "You gotta get the fuck out of my car!" And she <laughs> was like, "Oh, they thought I was like doing a bit or something." Like we had no, we had. Didn't say a word the entire time. All of a sudden, she thinks I'm doing some bit. Yeah. You got to get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> Classic <lead>. Galen. There <laughs> yeah. he goes. Classic Uber Uber driver Galen. <laughs> <laughs> and I pull off into this like side alley parking lot thing, like in the ghetto. And I'm just like, you got to get the fuck out of my car. And she was like, Are you serious? And I was like, Yeah, I'm like freaking the fuck out right now. I'm like I'm, I'm like shaking. Like like I'm about to fully immerse into this panic attack. Uh-huh. And she's like, Like, are you serious? Like, can I at least like wait in your car? while... Uh, like until another like Uber comes and gets me, and I was like, "You can do whatever you want, lady. I'm out of here." And I, I literally like <laughs> left the car running, and I ran out. Oh, I ran away, <laughs> <laughs> left my car there. The car that's out front. I ran. <laughs> I just started doing laps in the parking lot, trying to like just distract uh-huh. myself, anything to like get back in touch with my like my <laughs> own reality, I guess. And then I finally like snapped out of it. And this was actually the last panic attack I ever had. Now I could like feel it coming, and like I'm able to just like. Set it aside mm-hmm. uh, Which is like Just talk my way out of it And then uh, I get back to my car As some other person Was picking her up And I was just like You know Have a good day <laughs>
1: Yeah You just like Totally fine just now totally fine
0: now Yeah <laughs>
1: She gets in that other Uber And she's like I don't know what to tell you But I think I just saw The greatest comedian Who's ever lived <laughs> 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 He did this great Andy Kaufman bit Where he made me Get out of the car And fucking San Andreas Or whatever <laughs> that's hilarious man yeah uh i almost had
0: the last panic i almost had was actually a few weeks ago when i me and mike we were doing the comedy zone Mm -hmm. in florida and for some dude for some reason oh dude so uh this was the day oh shit this was the saturday after black friday so two days after thanksgiving Uh and so i've headlined this show twice before there was like 200 people there Every time. So I'm hyping this up to Mike. I'm like, bro, <laughs> sold out every time. Bottom of string tab. We're getting this much money. Like, all this shit. I'm hyping the fuck up for this dude. And not realizing that it's, like, you know, cold as shit, thunderstorms, day after Black Friday. So, like, everybody spent all the money they probably wanted to spend. Nobody's trying to go out. Oh, yeah. And so, like, there was only, like, we sold 50 tickets. So there's only, Which is still dope. Yeah. You know? Uh, which is still had a great time. But there's, you know, only 50 people. And so the venue... For whatever reason, they were like, oh, you know, we should delay the start of the show. Maybe some other people are going to come because, you know, 50 versus normally 250 is a huge difference. So they're like, yeah. you know, maybe people are stuck in the rain, like they'll come, whatever. <laughs> so the show starts like an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> and these people, these people have been sitting there also, like the doors open an hour before the show. The shows will start an hour after. So now these people have been sitting here for like 90 minutes. Like, <laughs> that's like nothing. And so, and so, we, me and Mike were also in the green room for like the longest time. Also, just like uh, I was yeah, I drinking. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I'm like five drinks deep now. Uh, by the time the show even starts, Mike does 30. And so I'm still drinking. You know? so, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a numbers game. You're a ticking time bomb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and they were so tired, bro. They were so tired of just, you know, I don't blame them. They were sitting there for like two hours. Yeah. for Of nothing. And then I get up there, you know, and, you know, it's getting some laughs. It's just not, nothing's really working. And I started like having like a panic attack. Like the, the feeling, like that, that feeling coming from my feet. And I see Mike like in the back and I was like a half second away from just yelling like, Hey Mike. I got to shit. Like, get back up here. Because I was, like, having, like, I'm about uh-huh. to start freaking out. And <laughs> have to, like, run to the green room and, like, splash water on my face or something. And that's never happened before. Yeah. Never happened before. <laughs> and then it just didn't happen. But the craziest thing is I listened back to the tape, and I, I did fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I, did, I was like, everything was working. Like, I was I was doing fine, but I was, like, in my own head not hearing them i also wasn't hearing myself i was on full autopilot yeah. mode in my own head just like man i fucking suck what i mean you know like <laughs> why are these these people paid to
1: see me i'm a fucking loser they're just like all this stuff and i was doing fine i was just like Bro. god that's so scary yeah that man i used to get them all the time when i was i went to college like 5 5 hours away from home and i would get in the car to go home and I'd be so hungover. But I was like a real alcoholic, so I would have alcohol withdrawal too. So it's it's a difference. It could have been a panic attack. It could have been yeah. del- delirium tremens. <laughs> so it's like there's no way to tell which one it was. But I would get in the car and I'd ten minutes into the drive. Be like <laughs> like <laughs> I had to pull over every 15 minutes to like slap my face and shake my hands out, you know. Oh, so that's a word I haven't had one in years and years and years. Yeah, yeah.
0: I haven't the la- like I said, like that Uber thing was the last one I actually had one. Now I can just like talk my way out of it. Yeah, and it just kind of just like literally, I'll just like call myself. I'll just be like, "You're retarded. Yeah, like, you're not dying. <laughs> you're fine." And then it'll just go away. Uh, <laughs> but do you ever get them like or like the start of it, like when you're on stage?
1: I almost had one maybe a month ago before a secret show at Vulcan, and I haven't had one. In a really long time, especially sober. I haven't had one in years and years and years and years and years. But, yeah, something about it, I was really, really nervous, and I could feel it. For me, it makes my hands feel like cobwebby. It'll make my arms feel numb, and then my chest will start feeling numb, like I can't breathe, and I'm hot, and then my face will go numb. Really? Yeah, it's like a – I don't know the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. But
0: I think they're the same thing. Yeah. I class them as I don't I don't think I have anxiety. I think I just randomly get panic attacks.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah, 'cause I don't have it like that. I don't either. have
0: anxiety. I like, there's people that like can't leave the house for sure. And shit like that. I'm like, I don't have that. I'm never scared on stage or anything. But then just like randomly, I'll like something will, something will just happen. Yeah. I'm just like start freaking out in my own head. It's Maybe just it's just the ADHD. Brain. I don't know.
1: It could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was almost happening, but it just it went away, man. And it it always goes away when I get on stage too. Like I'll get real nervous before shows sometimes, but it'll go away as soon as I get up there. You still get nervous before shows? Yeah. Whole like whole about time. what? It's like I don't know what I'm doing because <laughs> I I think uh, I I'll get I'll I'll look at my my jokes, knowing I'll go up there and I'll bounce around from joke to joke, anyways. But I'll look at my jokes and I'll get really nervous that there's not enough there to fill the time. Mm. And I'll be like, how did I ever do this? Even if I've done comedy 11 days in a row or something, doing all these shows and stuff, like it doesn't matter. A new day will start. And the first show of the day, I always have that feeling before I go on stage where I'm like, I don't know this stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> know it. And I don't know my act. Like, I don't know how I ever was funny. But I'll get up there and, and you realize it's not a big deal. Yeah. it's not a big deal yeah. you're just talking you into say whatever mic. yeah and also if you did completely eat shit which won't happen it wouldn't be a big deal yeah. either way yeah so yeah I, I know as soon as i get up there it's like this doesn't fucking this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <fucking. laughs> it's a microphone
0: dude what's well, so what you got like a good bomb story like like complete eating shit <laughs>
1: like like within the last two years uh, man, I had a bad one at Andre Rick's, uh, show at Suds Monkey. Uh, <laughs> the brewery one? In yeah, a... <laughs> probably seven months ago or something. Have you done that one?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did it with Mike like three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I did it. And it's like, there's a, it's like a full room. And, uh, but it's like, you know, man, I don't know. It was on me. It was on me, but (laughs) there's, like, a bunch of, like, adults, like, brewery crowd, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, and I go up, and uh, my act's not translating. It's completely completely silent, and uh, that goes on, and I'm working, and the chord's really short. So, a lot of times, I don't bomb too often these days, in the past, like, year or two, but Uh when I do, it's normally because there's a short chord, and it'll throw my, my... circadian rhythm off. Yeah. Where I'm not sure what to do or where to go. So my, I just kind of look crazy and jokes (laughs) and the rhythms off. So I kind of look like if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, like, you know what I mean? Like I look like a crazy man. Um, (laughs) So I'm eating it and I, and I'm, and I'm tethered by the cord. So I keep trying to walk forward and I'll be jerked back by the cord and everyone's staring and it's totally silent (laughs) and I'm getting more and more red and like sort of manic. And, um, I do something, do some act out and it yanks the cord and it pulls the speaker off the chair and it falls into some bucket or some shit. So it makes a big noise. And now it's really silent. (laughs) And and I'm like, okay, like, and I'm like five minutes in, like I got to still do another whatever, seven minutes or five minutes or something. And I'm like, Andre, like, can you help me? Like I'm trying to play it off, but now the mic's not working. So I'm a cappella and I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, well, this is crazy. I'm a crazy guy. And, uh, <laughs> it's totally silent. It takes Andre like at least a minute, probably two minutes to fix it. And he fixes it. And then I just have to start my act again, which <laughs> the way I do comedy once there can be no breaks there can in a sense like if someone interrupts me i can address it and continue but if there's like a hard cut i can't just go you guys want to hear another one like it doesn't (laughs) i don't do comedy (laughs) like that yeah so i had to jump back in and it is deafeningly silent and i man i consider it like probably one of my my top Definitely top five. It was a bad one. Oh, it was a tough one, man. And I got off stage, and Andre and, and Martin were, like, crying, laughing. Like, what <laughs> the fuck, man? Like, like the, Jesus, dude. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I freaking...
0: Uh, last year, I bombed at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit up to do this... Uh, I got hit up to do 30 at this theater gig in Kerrville, Texas. And... <laughs> I didn't know anything about Kerrville, Texas, but it's just like this bitch-ass, like, small town. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got there early because I wanted to go uh, print something out at this, like, office max. And I was in there in line. I was hungry, and I asked one of the dudes uh, if they had a Panda Express. Uh, and <laughs> this, like, fat guy, like, this old, fat, just like, I don't know if it's a slur, but this, like, hick, like, white guy <laughs> was just, like, sitting there, just looked like a bucket of mayonnaise. But he was so fat that he brought a chair Inside to wait in the line. Oh wow! At this place, and he's sitting in the chair, and he was just like, "Man, I don't want to do a Southern accent." But he's just like, "We ain't got no Panda Express." And He's just <laughs> like, "Dude," but he told me that they have a. He told me that they have a, a Chinatown, and so I started like flipping. I was just like in my head. I was like, "A Chinatown? This 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 place has a fucking Chinatown?" So I'm like freaking out, just like not freaking out, but I'm just like like just blown away that this like. Just super hick whitewash fucking crazy backdoor <laughs> town we have a China, like it's so progressive that they have a chinatown. I was like there's no way, and so I go to this I go and do the gig, and there's no host, no nothing, and it's just this <laughs> the, like this old theater, and everybody in there was like. Sixty or seventy years oh, old, man. Sixty or seventy, dude. And I'm doing, you know, oh, my God. shit. Yeah, just, you know, for like college kids and you know people. <laughs> no one younger than fifty. Yeah. And these dudes are like ten years older than this. There was, uh, maybe ten people kind of in the front that were like my age, loving everything, uh-huh. loving everything, <laughs> and then but the rest of the theater was just old ass people. Just scared. how many people do you think it was? Um, shit, I think it was like maybe two fifty. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, that's a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah. so it was was like a small like theater. There was a second deck of people, which luckily were like behind the lights, so I couldn't see them just staring also blankly. (laughs) then it's good; it's like they don't even exist, you know. But like like, I could, the first five rows I was full vision of, like (laughs) complete full vision, bro. And I had them in the beginning. I had them in the beginning, and then about ten minutes in. Uh, I start riffing about the the Chinatown because then I came to the realization that their Chinese restaurant, which is called
1: Chinatown, yeah. When it, like when they I, didn't ha- actually have a Chinatown.
0: I thought they had like a Chinese district, and so I start <laughs> I start making these jokes. I'm like, every what every like Chinese person you have that just like shows up, you guys kidnap them and just like, you guys are gonna cook at this place, you're gonna work at this place, and just like so they had a Chinatown, uh-huh. but it was just a fucking name of some restaurant that had no Asian people working there. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm you know I'm getting laughs and stuff, doing fine, and then I had this uh, new joke in there that I don't do anymore. Because it just stopped working. It worked like three times. And I was like, I'm Chappelle. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then it just stopped working, starting with this. It's basically this joke about, uh, you know, like the show Beyond Scared Straight. and uh-huh. Straight. I would do this series of jokes about prison that I've been doing for a long time. And I was like, it's about time I should punch this joke up. And so I wrote this tag about how I think the show... I hate the show because, you know, you watch an hour of that show. And at the end, they'll do a little words on the screen. They'd be like fucking Jamarcus went beat up his grandma again. Uh-huh. And it's was like, did I just watch this kid for an hour? It didn't even work. Uh-huh. And so I, like, I do this joke about how I think the show would be so much more effective and would benefit all parties involved. If like the inmates could just like fuck the kids. <laughs> 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 and then I had an act out, of course. Uh-huh. You, know, you got to cap it off, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, about, and I would act out like the kid, coming out of a closet, like come on his face, being like, I'll never steal again. You know, just just the, the, terrible, bro. terrible. And so I decided <laughs> 10 minutes into this, this gig in front of these old ass people, that this would be a great time to do that joke. They, it was the, <laughs> hate, hate, hated me. It's like the, like it is like a, is high praise. Like they've <laughs> wanted me dead, dude. They wanted me to die on stage. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the worst of like 20 more minutes of just like, like dead silence, and so I started like breaking out like, like classic jokes uh-huh. that like always get huge laughs that have been doing for years. Just the opposite of
1: laughs, complete silence, complete si-
0: anger. <laughs> you could, f- I could feel, I could see the first five rows of just absolute anger with random twenty-one year olds in in the crowd, just like also like laughing, but then looking around and just like not laughing anymore, uh-huh. like until <laughs> the point where they got pressured into just not even like. I could see them smiling, and I thought, you know, we're in this together, but also yeah, we just totally weren't at all. And then, uh, yeah, they hated me, and I got lit early. And then I was like, uh, I was like all right, well, I'm going to do – I have these military jokes that I know that they're going to love. So I was like, I'll use these to get them back on my side. And then it worked. It got a laugh. Oh, and good. then they lit me more, and I was like, I'll just leave on that one laugh, I guess. Yeah. So like, it was. it was so bad. I literally was like – yeah, like, I'm not suicidal, but I was sitting in the green room, like backstage, just like, Then there's no back door out. So, like, to, like, leave, I'd have to, like, walk through, uh-huh. like, the auditorium. And I was like, bro, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I could do that walk. <laughs> that is the classic feeling of, like. I couldn't do it, bro. I yeah. waited till after the show and then I left and then it was crazy because so those twenty one year olds and shit came up to me afterwards and they were like taking pictures with me. They were like, Dude, you were hilarious. I can't believe you kept saying shit like that even though everybody hated you and I was like, I knew they hated me, bro. Like but I was like, I don't have I don't have backup material yeah. for old people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I can't believe you kept going in and in. I was like, Yeah, dude, I'm a rebel. <laughs> Just, I had no, cho- I had no I had choice. No choice. No That's choice. what people
1: say. People ask me, they're like, What do you do like if your act's not working? <laughs> I was like, Dog, I don't have B material. Like this, is, <laughs> this is about you. You get what you fucking paid for, dude. I don't <laughs> like going down with the ship. Yeah, dude, I'm it That's the thing about bombing, dude. When I was in Boise, they would have me host a club sometimes, and I would. It was kind of the beginning of what I was doing now, and I would eat it eat it and and sometimes there'd be a, a ton of people there, and it would just freak everyone out, and people are like just made everybody uncomfortable <laughs> it's it just like running around, but no jokes uh, just crazy stuff with no punchline so um but I got used to bombing and i and I learned <laughs> i When you bomb all the time, at least me, I took on the mindset of like, I am am chaos incarnate. It was like, (laughs) this is what I do is like, I bring terror to the world. Like It's not about laughter anymore. But the problem is when you start doing good. And you and you forget what it's like to bomb and then you just randomly bomb, you're like, What's what the fuck? What the fuck is that? What, what have I done? What have I lost it? I like bombing though. Like I don't you
0: know, I obviously don't bomb on purpose, but like yeah. uh, forget who it was. It might have been Carlin said you you you're, killing is just like jerking off, you know. Yeah. But like when you bomb, that's when you like really learn. Yeah, especially like with like new material is where I love I think that's my favorite thing of all time is like I was just talking to somebody about this actually after a show on Tuesday um, about how he he was telling me about how he just done this joke that he wrote to that day and like it worked. And I was like, dude, I hate that because if I fucking write a joke that day and like it, it, it works, I'm like, it's finished. It's yeah. like, I'll tell it that way forever now. Uh-huh. Instead of, you know, if it doesn't work, then I'm like, okay, why didn't it work? And then you finally play with it and you make it so much better than it would be if they just like laughed at it. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. The, none of these jokes are finished, bro. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, besides a couple. But yeah, I'll set things in stone and just leave them. Yeah. It's, yeah, it feels so much better to have a, a, a room that's not good and then you... You You win them, you you get get them, them. you get them, because that is real art. Like, muscle memory, muscle memory murdering, it feels good to have everybody going crazy, but there's not a lot of satisfaction in that Mm -hmm. artistically. You get off stage, and you are like, "Uh, whatever, that's cool. Like, it's good, but...
0: That's just, like, in-town shit, though. Like, whenever, like, I go on the road and stuff, it's like... I hold myself to such a high standard. It's like, it has to happen. It has to happen. Yeah, people these road gigs, people are paying. Uh-huh. It has to happen. There's no, I'm not going out there just free willy fucking doing jokes I wrote that day. They yeah. These people actually paid to like be here. In town yeah. shit, it's like, who cares? Yeah. You can fucking, I actually just got a, like not an argument, but like Tony Cancius and I were having a pretty heated debate about uh, doing like new material versus like, like just doing the hits like in town and he's very pro just a material. Yeah. Like doing it in town. I was like, Dude, in the town, and that's what I'm trying to like work shit out so I can just add to you know, my longer sets to where it doesn't feel like, the, you know, the 45 now feels like a 30, which then feels like 15, which then feels like five, instead of the other way around, where it's, you know, so I'm yeah. like, whenever I'm in town, I'll do some of the good shit to, like, set up these stuff. I'm not just going out there saying bullshit that I'm like, you know, this yeah. could work. If I'm saying <laughs> it, I think it's gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> I have full confidence in my ability that I can make it work, and if it doesn't work, then, you know, fuck it. I'll go back to the drawing board and try and make it work later, Yeah, but it's just like, not just going out there, you know,
1: to eat shit. <laughs> well, you got to do it in front of a real crowd sometime. Like, yeah. you you know, you have to do it, so you might as well. Yeah. But Yeah. Anyway, It's good to talk to you, you man. I think I got to go. I got to fucking go to that <laughs> gig.
0: Yeah. I leave the final minute of the podcast to so the guests to say whatever, plug whatever. This next minute is all you.
1: He 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 he. Um... You can listen to my podcast, it's all about uh, Grimace from McDonald's and the stories of uh, improvised terror, uh, it's on my YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's called the Grimby Half Hour Power Hour, um, I've been doing that for almost 100 episodes, <laughs> I've been doing that for like uh, six years, I used to do it in Atlanta, it's been a long time, now I do it with Kat. Um I'm also the co-host of the William Montgomery podcast on YouTube and I do lots of shows here in Austin. You can check them out on my Instagram and I'll be in around the country later this year, New York, LA and stuff like that. So come see me sometime.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the podcast, bro.
1: Bye-bye.